Hello and welcome back to another exciting episode of Anime Tour Bus. It's me, your non-expert Eric. And who's that sitting next to me? Well, that's you, listener. What's up? How you doing? Have you have you leveled up? Did you get like the cool cloak that gives you the 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 extra movement speed? Did you uh it, okay, that's neat. Uh, that's a cool power to get. Um me I got I I got the big punch um where where when I punch people they go flying off cliffs and stuff. Yeah, that's that's mine. Metzger solves most of her problems with fireball um or eldridge blast um both of which are uh, warlock powers that she gained from uh I presume the bus Metzger where did you get your warlock powers? A magician never reveals their secrets. Yeah, but that's a magician not a warlock. <laughs> reveal your pack to me <laughs> no okay uh so so mesker and her uh warlock pact have obviously given us the power to uh traverse the anime world and we are here on this bus seated together with her as our leader as we explore more anime um mesker this week they didn't have an episode of Zom 100 for us. So we've been watching Shangri-La Frontier, which is obviously the transition I'm going for uh, about leveling up and, and, uh, and Vigi games. Metsuki, what was your favorite Vigi game growing up? I know Final Fantasy is a big, big thing for you now, but um, it hasn't always been. What, what was the one that kind of caught your attention? What do you mean it hasn't always been? Like when you were, I don't know, a, a teen, were you playing Final Fantasy? Do you know how long Final Fantasy has been around? Um, three years? Like, you understand that I was playing 14, right? So, four years. So, yeah, uh, Final Fantasy 14 has uh, celebrated their 10-year anniversary. Whoop, whoop! Metzger, in, in three days, I celebrate my 30-year anniversary of not dying. I've, I... Metzger, I'm leveling up. I I want to challenge you. Okay, go ahead. Because you routinely shit on old people. Yep. But as soon as it's you, you're leveling up. No, 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 no. I'm not old yet. I will still shit on the boomers. And then as I transition, so we're we're going to hit my kind of transition leveling. Phase. And because by of, boomers, you mean people that are in their 40s, you dumb fuck. Late 40s. That's still not boomer. I know, but that's when it starts, you know. It's not, though. But I think as I transition, it'll be that thing where, like, as you begin to, like, gain wealth and progression, like, you gradually, like, transition to no longer wanting the, the poor to have anything and wanting to kind of maintain yourself. Uh, yeah. So as I begin to traverse through my 30s, I can easily see myself begin to hate these fucking Gen Zers. <laughs> And that is what we don't have time for this. We need to talk about anime. Metzger, we're leveling up. Um, but let's first, before we get to talking about Shangri-La Frontier, let's uh, catch up on where we're at with Jujutsu Kaisen. Yes, let's do that. Can you give me a synopsis? Uh, May kind of sucks. And Nanami's still our best businessman. And that's all I'm going to give you. I mean, that works. Mei Mei is is 
objectively not a great kind of moralist. <laughs> Sitting on the couch with the producer watching this, and uh, I'm like, you know, I'm really starting to not like Mei Mei. And he goes, yeah, you know, Mei Mei kind of sucks. And then we sit in silence for a second, and he goes, no, Mei Mei just sucks. No kind of, just sucks. So Mei Mei presents this idea that I have heard from a handful of people in real life, in different iterations, obviously. But um, people's lives are only worth what they are worth to you, like what benefit they can give you personally. Not not anyone else, not what good they can do in the world, not like any any of these kind of higher ideas. It's people are only worth what they're willing to do for you. And um, that's not, let's say, first of all, a a good moral perspective to take. Um, Secondly, uh, not a healthy thing. And thirdly, puts you into weird positions where uh, people's lives don't matter. This will be the only time that I defend Mei Mei. That system of morality that you just applied, like that you just defined and you put in neat little boxes... That's awesome when you're just living your life, but when you are actively engaging in measures of self-defense, I'm going to say that it's okay to quantify a situation and make judgments based off of how valuable something is to you in that moment. I, I feel that, but it seemed her perspective was more kind of, Big picture, absolute. Yeah, yes, but she's also got a shitty little toady. Yeah, like yeah. what value does he bring to anything other Cheers than just make on. her feel good? Yep. <laughs> well, if that's all it takes, dude should have just become a very big hype man. He maybe would have lived. I wanted to like Mei Mei because it looks like they were going for a very Western occultist sort of vibe. Like she's got that weird braid in front of her face. She her technique is with crows. She carries a big fucking axe. She's got the princess puff sleeves. And I'm like, oh, Western occult. Oh, I like this. And then she just had to start talking and have that shitty little toady. I don't like him very much. He's supposed to be comedic effect. But, but it yeah, he does It does not work for me. There's something about it that doesn't land correctly. Um, regardless, okay. So Mamie kills that guy. Yeah, and that's that's the short of that. Yeah. Nanami. Uh, well, no, Fushiguro and Yuji remember that there's a third man in their group, and they go to save him, and they just barely save him. So Yuji goes to find Nanami and leaves, leaves Fushiguro with their injured uh, senpai. Nanami discovers the corpse. Whoa, 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 don't miss a thing. You discover that the seance has uh, some unintended side effects. And we actually get to see our our uh, first half of the season uh, antagonist. Uh, Fushiguro's dad. Yeah. Daddy's home. Well, then Nanami uh, comes across the body of the assistant principal, the guy that I gave Zazu energy to. And um, I think they were in the same class, like in high school together. So, like, it's safe to say that they've known each other for a long time. And Nanami takes this kind of personally. 
He's not dead though, so that's good. I'm excited that Zazu yeah. gets to live. They suggested that he was dead. Like that sword went through. Um, but I mean, in the same sentence, um, in the big fight that happens, um, the dude stabs this girl in the back and the leg several times. I'm like, holy fuck. As someone who recently had a hamstring tear, I winced. (laughs) (laughs) You are so awful. It's basically the same, Metsy. Yeah, uh uh-huh. It's the same thing. Sometimes I just wish this anime would get out of Nabara's way and just let Nabara be a badass. I wish that so badly. Like, I wish that they wouldn't keep gatekeeping Nabara. I'm worried that she's going to turn into the stereotypical girl in the Shonen trio. She's just there for there to be a girl. Yeah. And, like... And she's not a potential love interest. Yeah. She has unique powers that could be easily expanded on and, like, progressed forward. Well, okay, so I don't, her powers aren't necessarily unique. Um, They're a very common type of cursing in Japan using paper dolls. Like, this is something that's historically a part of their culture. Well, that just means there's, that just means there's already precedent for it then. Like, there's already some level. You, like, curse people. Like, you take paper dolls and you take them out to sacred trees and you, like, put, it's kind of like a voodoo doll. I guess is more what it would be akin to. Mm, I see. Oh, but listen, I'm for sure cursed then. Somebody's, someone's put a nail through a paper, Eric, for sure. Yeah. That explains all my knee pain. Or, well, definitely not the fact that I'm turning 30. Um, anyways, <laughs> I'm sorry. I keep, I just keep can't backsliding. Stand you. I just can't stand you. Um, so, so yeah, we get a big fight with Nanami and we get to see that what I think is going to be an important point of the power gap difference between, you know, the, our, our kind of entry level students and fucking Nanami. Now I will say I love Nanami. I love his wrapping up the tie, the the like arm flex as he punches the two, like what a rewarding end to that fight. I really enjoy getting to see one of my favorite characters in this flex. Like, it's nice getting to see him kind of, like, look calm and collected on the outside, but then also barely keeping his shit together as he beats the ever-living fuck out of this dude. And, um... But I still just wish that we would allow Nabara to be a little bit more of a badass. Like, I know this fight should be over her head, but I hope somewhere along the line she gets to be useful. She gets to make her own way. I mean, we're going to see her come up with with Itadori and Fushigoro, whatever his name is. There's like a very common thing that happens in media. We're not going to regulate it just to anime to where like the female character. What's that test called? Which test? Where a woman is having a conversation on screen, not to a man and not about a man. Uh, the Bechdel test. I'm trying to look it up. Yes, Bechdel test. 
the Bechdel-Wallace test also is known as a measure of the representation of women in film and other fiction. So it's pretty much like women existing in media without being the love interest or just being there to further the plot. I was just thinking about like, I don't, I can't think of any. <laughs> Literally my favorite thing, like the Witcher, most of them are like, what's Geralt doing? Or they're talking about Siri, but in relation to Geralt. <laughs> most media fails the Bechdel test. Like, I think there's a database where you can just like type in uh, the movie you want <laughs> and see if it's if it passes. I'm actually going to see if there's any famous movies that pass this. Kill Bill, Volume 1 and 2, whose name is featured around Killing Bill. Technically, Sir Mix-A-Lot song, Baby Got Back, passes the Bechdel test because it begins with a valley girl saying to another, oh my god, Becky, look at her butt. So it's two women talking to each other about another woman. Therefore, it passes the Bechdel test. Um... This is very fun because I've never seen where Kill Bill Frozen and Mad Max Fury Road are all in the <laughs> same. Uh, there's also just to you know, kind of throw it in American Pie 2 and Twilight are also into that. that I list. like that the first three, though, we could make a Venn diagram of where the center <laughs> just as passes. The <laughs> there's no, no three. Who's watching all of these back to back to back? I do think if you're gonna okay, if you're gonna watch this, I'm I'm gonna say Kill Bill Volume One and Two would be the first. Then you would do the palate cleanser of Frozen, and then it's Mad Max Fury Road. And then after all of that, you would watch Twilight. Um Okay, I think I would save Mad Max for the end because that's the one that I would guaranteed fall asleep to. Yeah. And not feel guilty about. Yeah. I'm I'm going to be vibing to Frozen. I'm not even going to pretend about it. I was going to say, like, I might watch Kill Bill first. So that way when I'm like, absolutely, like, I'm like, I hate this. Because we know I don't really do movies. At least Frozen will draw me back in with, with song. Here's the challenge I write to you, though. You have to be awake for Twilight at the very, very end. No. I love the first Twilight movie. Unashamedly. I did not watch it. I read the book and I hated it. So I watched the second movie with a boy I was dating because he wanted to. And then I made big fun of it and everyone in the theater hated me. I made fun of it. I mean, while we when it was over and we were walking out like I wasn't being obnoxious during the movie. They have uh, alongside this a thing that says the sexy lamp test, which if you can remove a female character from your plot and replace her with a sexy lamp and your story still works, uh, it, it doesn't pass the sexy lamp test. Uh, for this, they have the 1989 Batman, the 2007 Transformers movie, and the movie Skyfall that all failed the sexy lamp test. Okay, back back into it, though. How did it kind of end? Nanami kicks that one dude's ass, and then Maymay bumps into Ghetto... And Ghetto summons a smallpox demon to fight Maymay? That's a special grade demon that is above her level. 
Uh, it uh, so far it doesn't seem like it's above her level as it's like put her in a coffin and crushed her with stone and she's like, ah yes, I feel yeah. alive. But she's I think a, a grade one. Yeah, like, she's I don't a think she's grade a grade sorcerer. But yeah, she's she's fine for now, and that fight's obviously gonna continue. Um, so yeah, that's uh yeah, pretty pretty easy cut and dry. Well, hey, you know what's easy cut and dry? That's Anime Tour Bus on Instagram, Anime Underscore Bus on Twitter, and me, you, and weboo.wordpress.com. That's so cut and dry that you could hang out with us, uh, interact with us, and uh, check out more of our media there. Doesn't get more cut and dry than that. Uh, hey, Metzger, I really like Shangri-La Frontier. I find <laughs> it fun to watch. I've, I actually was like curious if there were more episodes. I think there are, because it's like a weird time and thing. And I was like going to be like, maybe I should just like watch all of this <laughs> See, we were gonna watch the third episode and i was like no you can't because we're supposed to we're supposed to record the podcast and if we watch them back to back then i'm gonna get confused about what happens and then eric's gonna be angry at me because i watched ahead yeah um i'm glad that we found the subsection of an anime that i'm probably gonna like and mashal muscle and magic that you enjoyed because that's kind of where we're at we're at a yeah. less stupid mashal absolutely and I like so so let's let's start it like this. Can you give me a synopsis? We beat the area boss and we are introduced to town living. So um Metzger he has a big fight with the boss. He underestimates it. Gets gets juiced in the face. He gets poo in the face, yeah. Yeah, he gets poison poo. Which apparently is a problem. Apparently yeah, that happens, happens to a, a lot, lot of people. Yeah. yeah. I was really hoping he was going to die, though. Like, there was that moment where he's, like, just swallowed in that thing's mouth. And he's yeah, like, cocky little shit. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I, I underestimated this, this game. I've been playing bad games for so long that I, you know, I forgot what a good game might be like. And I deserve this death. And then goes, but still. I won't, and then fucking kills it anyways. And I'm like, God damn it, dude. But it's better that way because it led to some really funny interactions where he is poisoned, about to die, and racing into town. And there are two side characters that this dude has convinced a girl that he has a crush on to play a game with him, which who hasn't been there? Right? Have you ever have you ever I mean, a girl that you're crushing on to play an MMO with you? Never an MMO. Oh, wow. I've never been that successful. I also <laughs> don't tend to play MMOs. Yeah, I've never seen you play an MMO before. Um, I used to be very into RuneScape. You can play Final Fantasy 14. The free trial takes you all the way up through the expansion Stormblood. Here's uh the fun thing we always come back to though. You would never play with me. I would. No, you would. You wouldn't yes. play low shit with me. That was yes, the thing I, I would. We've talked about this. I would love to be your healer and let you die. <laughs> I always thought Metzger would never play with me. Like I always thought that that was the case. No, no. All you have to do is just send me a text message that goes, "I'm online," and I would log in with you. Well, that's changed the dynamic a little bit, Metzger. I never knew. 
Also, I'm not going to be that shitty person that just like unsinks everything and does it for you. Like, no, we're going to do it actually together. I had some friends that just like, so you can go into instances and unsync it. So they're level like 80 and you're level 27 and you don't even get a single hit on the mob before they just like nuke it. And they're like, congratulations, you did it. And and you never learn your class and you never learn your rotation and you never learn how to like get good. You don't learn mechanics. So so then I I was like, what if we both just become healers, though? Well, then we can't do anything together. Because most of the story stuff is a group of four. Ah, it's fine. I'm more of a tank, anyways. I, like you can you can tank or be. T- I mean, I guess I could level a tank, but I de- I do not trust you. I would level a DPS. I could bring literally anything. I I don't trust you to heal. You me, don't though. trust me to heal. No, I don't. <laughs> that is how I stop playing with you real fast. Firebolt! Firebolt! <laughs> You can play Black Mage, though. You can uh, be a big glass cannon. I do really like the idea of being a glass cannon, but I also know that I play too risky. Like, I I like to be risking it for the biscuit all the time. Well, that's exactly what Black Mage is, because it takes you so long to cast your spells that you have to know where to stand, or you just have to hope that you're in the right spot. Otherwise, you eat shit. Hmm. Trick a pretty girl into playing an MMO with you. Yeah, and they want to go collect a dog monster to charm it. And that's cute. But then in comes Bluebird. And the veteran player immediately understands what's going on and explains the situation to the dude. This makes me believe that there's local chat in this game. And that makes it more fun somehow. Yeah, He does make it to an inn. He does collapse on the bed. And then once he registers his home point, immediately fucking dies. Then he decides to upgrade his equipment. Fun. It involves like, you know, grinding it out on uh, on mining. He gets uh, he gets a lot more goods for upgrading his equipment rather than uh, than what I have previously experienced. Yeah, no, uh, like yeah. he's also he goes out there and he finds like really rare, a really rare man- mineral. Like this dude is so lucky all the time. And then on top of that, he uh, he discovers that they have like a, a crafting system that allows them to just keep upgrading the same shit that that he made. Like, hey, bring me more stuff so I can upgrade that just endlessly. But they don't call it that. They, what do they call it, Metzger? Um, it's raising it. Oh, yeah. Uh, instead of upgrading, because upgrading sounds too cold and callous. Yeah. And, I mean, apparently the NPCs really, really talk good. Oh, yeah, he does like the, he really appreciates the AI system, the amount of conversations. And the last thing that, like, an NPC says to him is like, well, you better be careful and don't go out at night because the enemies are so dangerous. They are so, let me tell you how deadly these things are. And, of course, he's like, (laughs) I'm about to fuck around and find out. But the best part of what I think this entire episode is, the best part for me is they reveal who that big um, paladin sort of character is. The girl. The one that was hanging around in the first. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's the girl that has a fucking crush on him. I love that she's playing that behemoth of a character. Well, that's because she's like trying one hundred percent. Yeah, they say that. Um, Mostly in trying to hunt him down. Well, no, it sounds like that she's an achievement like player. Yeah, she's probably doing in game and stuff. Uh, but regardless, like she's given the uh, the the like she she has progressed very th- thoroughly through the entire first area and wrecks the snake as she comes across it like in a single hit. Yeah, she's an I mean, she is an in-game player. I can't tell you if she's like into PvP or if she's doing in-game raids. But... I don't think she's doing uh, like in-game stuff. I think she's like. She, she just is... very much conquered the first area looking no. for him. Eric, she's an in-game player. She is like max level. Okay. That's why they called her like an achievement hunter or whatever. That's I... the equivalent of looking at my character and going, oh, it's a savage raider. Okay, listen, I don't know. I got the impression that she like landed there, was like, oh, where's he at? And then just kept hunting around the space until she also got very good equipment. Are you being serious? That was my impression. No, dude, she teleported to the newbie zone to find him because she's a veteran. Didn't this game just come out? No, it had been out, but they were running a big new campaign. Oh, well, I missed that. Does she go um, to the second town? Is that where she she's headed there now? She figured out like, oh, okay. well, he must have just like she's going to be like one zone behind him the entire time. I hope that doesn't happen. I thought she was going to show up for the big weird wolf. I hope she does. I haven't seen it yet. Um. Yeah, and then we get to see that there's like a a fucking server where apparently the the random beast thing is like part of an overall like progress score for the the campaign or, or there's like a larger thing unfolding here. We're just giving a taste of that, but apparently this big weird wolf is only kind of phase 1. Oh, he's a notorious monster. Yeah. Yeah, he's a special, he's a named beast. Dude should die to that. Oh, there's no, it's so big. Mascuri, that's a big, that's a big wolf. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm probably going to watch it as soon as we get done with this. Oh. Uh, well, hey, listener, that's all that I have. Did you have anything more, Mascuri? Nope, that's it. Thanks for hanging out with us, listener. We've had a great time. We hope you have, too. We hope you continue leveling up. We hope that you don't die to a bunch of wolves or just one really big one. Um, We hope that you have a happy birthday. And until next time. Bye. Bye.